In this interview, I was honored to speak with a very sweet lady named Magic, and she's all the way from Australia, and she has gone through so many struggles with her health, and a lot of doctors that were not giving her the answers or help or support that she needed, the traditional medical healthcare system was worsening her health, not making it better. So I really enjoyed our conversation about how that has impacted her, how she treats her body as a whole, her natural approaches to taking care of herself in a holistic approach. She shares her story and really goes into depth about, you know, sometimes our health and our medical condition can really, really hold us back and can impact your daily life. And we all don't want to live that way and we don't want to feel that way. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed speaking and that it inspires you to take charge of your health too. Hey. Hi. We had a few delays getting this going, but I am so glad we're finally able. We're here. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am great. Tell me. Okay. Introduce yourself. First off, you are a natural health coach. You work with functional medicine and you have an incredible backstory. So please tell me and my audience a little bit more about you. No problem. Uh, Well, yes, I'm a natural health coach. I'm a holistic natural health coach and that's holistic with a W. The reason is I use holism rather than reductionism. So many health professionals use reductionism, which is looking at a symptom or a system rather than the body as a whole, everything happens for a reason, you know, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) That's how I roll. Yes, and this is why I already know this is going to be incredible podcast and I'm already going to love you because I totally, (laughs) totally agree. And it's Unfortunately, when we're trying to become healthier, a lot of the times we say, oh, it's the training, the exercise, and it's the nutrition. Yes, those are two pieces, but we're also, the reason we struggle, the reason we fail often is because we don't look at those other very important pieces like our mind, our lifestyle, the whole picture. Exactly. So what I do is I look for root cause. I'm almost like a health detective, you know. Imagine Sherlock Holmes with the funny hat on. (laughs) Love hats, actually. Should we be wearing one? But anyway, uh, I digress. So I'm the health detective. I look at what is the situation telling us? Yes, the symptoms and the presentation is important. That's not what we're treating. We're going, okay, this is what the body is saying. So I've got a sniffly nose. What does that mean? What has triggered that? Is it that it's cold and flu season and, you know, I'm going from hot to cold and my my immune system's reacting in a positive way? The sniffly nose is not the problem. It's your body telling you something. Or have I just walked into a mouldy building and I've had mould exposure and now my immune system's crashing? The sniffly nose is my body going, I've inhaled something, I've broken a barrier with a pathogen, it's the strongest pathogen on earth, so I need to let you know. So, you know, I'm that health detective. I look at what's happening 
And then you figure out the actual cause of it. It's, it's similar to even when we have an injury. If you have pain in your knee, a lot of the times it's not even your knee. It could be upwards. Exactly. It could be downwards, right? It's just... Exactly. Finally, there's a piece that's showing you something to look at the further picture of it. It's almost like all of us. We wait until... We have a health condition before we decide, oh, it's time I start taking care of myself, right? We often wait a little exactly. too long in that scenario. But do you know what? If we wait for the health condition, we've missed a whole gamut of symptoms or whispers that are telling you what's going on. So what? your sore knee while you're training, for example. Okay, let's take that one. That one's a great one because yeah. sore knee could be the lymphatics. Now, the lymphatics is a system that takes waste away from your body, right? And the lymphatic system is perfectly aligned with the circulatory system. So are the lymphatics swollen? Are the nodes swollen? Are the vessels swollen? Are they trying to work too hard to take waste out? And that's pressuring your venous supply. So all of a sudden you've got this bruise near your knee and your knee's sore. And you go, I don't remember hitting my knee. No, you didn't. Dude, you didn't. You've got some waste, needs to travel. Or is it a neural condition so that you've impinged a nerve in, say, your right shoulder and it's your left knee hurting and the message has gone across the fascia through the nervous system and it's going, do you know what? If your left knee sore, maybe you'll slow down because you've impinged a nerve in your shoulder while you were training. Like this is amazing, the body. I do. And I love that analogy too, because those are two completely different things and completely different diagnoses that you need to approach it to, right? Exactly. But if you just strap the knee, immobilize the knee, because it's only supposed to go forwards and backwards, not sideways and, you know, diagonal, which is what we try and make it do. But if you strap the knee and you ice the knee and you rest the knee and elevate the knee and do all the things that, you know, everyone tells you to do, rice that knee. Well, you're missing what the knee's telling you. Right. So you could be causing an ankle issue now because you have no mobility in your knee because you thought you'd do the right thing and strap it. That's because we're always looking for the Band-Aid approach. We're always looking totally. for Right? We see. Totally. And we say, okay, I'll, I'll try to fix that, but I won't look at the whole picture of, you know, again, with the health condition. I'll just give myself medication to deal with the health condition, not actually go implement some more healthy nutrition or go implement an exercise program, right? To improve it. Exactly. Um, one thing I do want to ask you too about yep. is something we have in common. So I'm a type one diabetic. And for me, that was my motivator. That was my why reason. That was If I don't take care of myself, I'm not able to function throughout the day and do what I want to get done or feel my best. Right. So tell me a little bit about you. What was your motivator to, to, to begin getting obsessed with this too? Okay. Well, you know, some people you think, you know, for them to get an idea, a brick has to fall on their head. I'm one of those people, but it was like about six bricks just continually dropping on my head. And it was like, I didn't listen to the first one because I was raised in mainstream medicine. I was raised with, oh, throat sore, go to the doctor, have a throat gargle, do something, you know. So I was raised like that. And it's only getting worse in our society now. I was the same way. I have grandparents who are both doctors, which had its benefits, 
but it had its negatives as well, where you got a headache, go take some Tylenol. Like, no, it could be you're dehydrated, go drink some water. (laughs) Exactly. So my grandparents were actually natural health practitioners. So my nana grew her herbs and, you know, you're not feeling well, here's some cod liver oil and now go lie down and see how you feel. Or here's a herb, you know, you've cut yourself, I'm going to break off some lavender and rub it onto your skin. Or So she was like that. My grandfather was a compounding pharmacist. So he used to make the medicines for the Australian Army in World War II, but he'd make them from natural sources. My mother, on the other hand, and my father were, oh, you've got a headache, go get some Panadol here in Australia. Quick, go to the pharmacy, put some toxins in, you'll feel better. So, you know, I was then raised raised in that kind of struggle, but the medical went out because obviously my grandparents ended up passing away and, you know, I I was in the clutches of someone who believed her doctor. So, hi, Mum. So, yeah, I was raised like that. So I first got whispers of my body after I had my kids and I did listen and I kept going to doctors, something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. I didn't even know what my thyroid did, but my brain said, I think it's my thyroid something's wrong because I was super morbidly obese. So to give the listeners an idea, it's hard to tell because I'm sitting down. I'm only five foot three, right? If you imagine the blueberry girl from Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, post kitties, that was me. These little legs, little hands, little head popping out of this round central body. Now I'll get back to that one in a minute. I was under a lot of stress, a lot of stress, two special needs kids, a husband that was a or just call him a jerk. Let's leave it there, you know. (laughs) Let's be nice. And, you know, a mother that interfered with everything and kind of narcissistic, so, you know, not her fault. She was reacting to what was happening in her life. Unfortunately, it was a flow-on effect to me. And so I was just under stress, right? I wasn't binge eating, but I was secret eating, So I was using emotional eating to comfort myself. So I would hide in the cupboard and eat the kids' potato chips out of the packets and hope no one caught me. And then when they said, I thought I had more chips in the packet. No, you didn't. You must have eaten them. I don't know what happened to them. But, you know, completely lying to my kids about what I was doing. I told you I was going to love you from the start. Just so many relatable things there, right? Um, I I have two kids as well, and it does get harder after you have children, right? Our priorities for ourselves go way to the bottom of the list. I may not have been super obese, but guess what? Emotional eating gets the best of all of us, right? And especially with added stress, added obstacles, life is hard to manage on its own, let alone stressors from other people that totally can affect us. Exactly. Yep. So here I was getting bigger and bigger and bigger, but I knew something was wrong. It wasn't just what I was putting in. It wasn't just that I wasn't exercising apart from running around after a toddler and a baby, like they're two years apart, you know, and doing the housework, like my house was always immaculate. So how I didn't burn all my calories off cleaning the house every day, I don't know. But anyway, But this stuff was going through my mind. So this is why I went to the doctor. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. I actually don't feel well. I feel sluggish. I feel head foggy. Oh, 
take this, take that. Now, I'd had gestational diabetes twice and been on insulin because, you know, I listened to the doctors back then and I thought, well, they must know what they're talking about. But I still had symptoms of insulin resistance going on. So I Googled, Dr. Googled myself and I went, it must be the thyroid. I don't know what it does, but that's what it must be because it regulates all hormones, insulin's a hormone, like whatever. So I got told to, to summarise this story that I had Munchausen's. I was crazy. There was nothing wrong with my thyroid. There was nothing wrong with anything in my body. I was just fat and lazy and a psycho, basically. That's what the doctors told me. Great bedside manner. Yeah. And anyway, helpful, right? It's it's really awesome. helpful. <laughs> even if somebody like you in your condition where you were really struggling, even more frustrating, right? Yep. Um, but even as a type one diabetic myself, I have had to learn this all on my own. I have seen diabetic nurses, I've seen doctors, but not one of them have actually given me the guidance and tools to manage it. I was told your sugar should be on the higher side than the lower side, which is completely opposite to what they should be, right? You have to eat these curbs to do like at certain, like all confusing information. And that only makes a situation that's hard even more difficult. And what sucks is you have to be the doctor in this situation because you're the one who actually knows what's going on in your body right? I have this nurse telling me how to manage my diabetes who is not a diabetic. I'm like, you have no idea what it feels like to have a low. You have no idea how complicated it is to actually manage this, right? Just on diabetes, to interrupt you there, how did I get super morbidly obese? Well, I had gestational diabetes twice and I was told to eat lots of rice, lots of bread, lots of pasta, Guess what? That was the opposite of what I should have been doing. But I did what the diabetes educators told me to do, which was information from 30 years ago at the time. And so what was happening was I was glucose loading my body, but I didn't know that then. No, they did. and then that one, that period of time, right, your hormones completely out of whack. Then when you had the babies, they're out of whack postpartum. So it further aggravated it. Then it's like, well, what the frig do I do now? I got no energy to do it. Your cells are basically locked because of that insulin resistance. And it's frustration times 100. I know, right? (sighs) So fast forward, I ended up leaving my husband, packed up the kids, totally left, sick of the violence, sick of just being the punching bag, verbally, physically, the whole thing. So we moved to a main city. So we were in regional. We moved to a main city here in Australia. Something was still wrong. So I went to a local GP. Now, I can't even describe this GP. I'm a short person, right? But he was an inch shorter than me. Chubby little face, little Chinese guy, lovely guy. But he was the best doctor I've ever met in my life. To look at him, you go, this kid's straight out of school. Like he's still got, you know, yeah. he's still got teenage skin and and this guy looks like he should be my son, like, you know. You're a little skeptical on your previous experience. Totally, totally. So here's this guy and I said, something's wrong. I think it's my thyroid. I've been doing some more research. 
I was told I had Munchausen's and I was told this and I'm fat and I'm lazy and blah, blah, blah. He goes, puts his hand on my shoulder. He goes, you're none of those. You're a human being. I'm like, oh, my God. I love you already. Right? So he took me seriously. He said, what are the symptoms? What's going on? I told him. He goes, you've been under stress? I went, stress is my middle name. I am the stress junkie because that's all I get fed on these days. And he goes, I think you've got Cushing's disease. Right? So that's the adrenals basically going kablooey. They've done so much that they just can't do anymore. So we tested for that. And, yes, everything looked like it was Cushing's. He goes, no, I'm missing something here. He goes, this, everything you're telling me, yes, it fits a Cushing's diagnosis, but there's something else, right? So I was now at the point of I was sleeping 22 hours a day. My kids were now school age and I was like, do you know what? You're not going to school. Mummy needs to sleep. Now, one of them was homeschooled anyway, but one wasn't. So he wasn't getting to school. They would go, can you cook dinner? And I'd go, yeah, okay, bring me a chair. I could not even stand up. I felt like I had the flu constantly, aches and pains. My head felt like, you know, a bucket of cement had been put on it. Like I was just going downhill fast. So this doctor sent me for ultrasounds and things like that, and they found a tumour on the back of my thyroid. Hello, what have I been saying for the past 10 years? I think something's wrong with my thyroid. I don't know what it does, but I think something's wrong with it. Something was wrong, right? So I was going through divorce and everything at the time. I wanted to treat this naturally, but I wasn't given the opportunity. So I was told in court, you're a bad parent, blah, blah, blah. You'll lose the kids if you don't have this cancer taken out. I'm like, no, I've got this, I've got this. And they they were saying to me, look, we're not giving you the choice, okay? This is what you do if you want the kids. And I'm like, kids mean the world to me. That's all I left this marriage with. That's all I want to keep. So I'll do it. So I did the operation. Well, the cancer was supposed to be on one end of the right side of my thyroid, right? Ended up being across the whole back of the thyroid. So they took the whole thyroid out. They took... 13 lymph nodes from the central compartment here as well, and they destroyed two parathyroid glands and moved the last two. So my neck was a mess. Now, the doctors told me, it's okay, you'll be fine because, you know, perfectly, you can live perfectly fine without a thyroid, we'll just put you on this medication. I didn't know what the medication did. Okay, sure, you know, whatever. Then they said, uh, and don't worry about your neck, because we've used dissolvable sutures. So your neck will be fine in the future. No problem whatsoever. Fast forward, I'm on this medication. I feel like crud. There's no other way to say I feel like crud. I'm not getting any better. My weight's all come back. So I had lost half my body weight pre-cancer. Now it's all coming back. I'm like, what am I doing? It must be me. Because this is what the medical model tells us. It's all your fault. Even when I make a mistake as a doctor, it's still your fault because why not? Because I'm a doctor, I don't make mistakes. Uh, I can lie to you. I can, yeah, cut, burn, poison you. But that's all your fault. (sighs) Yeah, I agree. And I feel that like our diets, again, are deemed the same way, right? If No one ever said, what are you eating? Not this whole time. 
Right. Never. Or let's, Apart yeah, from, let's, let's look at that piece. Let's try to yeah. get guidance there. No. So, okay, so I still feel like crap. So I start researching. I'm like I have, you know, finished my career. I did have a fitness career at the time of leaving my ex, sold my gym, did everything, you know, to get out of it, then got sick. So I'm like, well, I'm careerless. I'm going to go into natural health because I'm going to find out what's wrong with me. No one else wants to, so I'm going to do it. Great. I opened up a can of worms. So I looked at the thyroid meds that I was on. I looked at the operation they'd done. I'd looked at the chemo and radiation they wanted to do, but I kept going, no, it doesn't sound right. You're going to put toxic chemicals in me and radiate me. No, that just does not sound right. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like something you would do as torture or warfare. doesn't sound like something you're going to do to keep me alive. So, no. So I started looking at things and I looked at the medications I was on and they were causing problems, right, and there were alternative medications that I could be on. And so I put myself on those and went back to this little GP guy and I said, hey, I've found this thyroid medication and it's blah, 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 and he goes, well, I've never heard of that. I said, aren't you lucky I've got time to research this? Here's all my references. Here's the person that I've been, you know, listening to all her webinars and blah, blah, blah. This is what it does. This is how it works in the body. This is a mechanism of action. He goes, whoa, <laughs> what's a mechanism of action? I said, well, if you don't know, honey, you shouldn't be a doctor. <laughs> so we had these discussions and he was never offended because he said, well, it's your body. You have the right to know what's going on. Right. right. And we can always learn. We can always get better. I've been totally doing, right. Like I, it's only been 10 years, but I promise you, I'm not even close to perfect. I'm still learning. <laughs> exactly. Right? exactly. So that was one of the bricks, right? Cancer. First there was diabetes and then there was cancer. It was Cushing's, but it didn't stop there. I took my family away, my boys. I took them up to um, the North Coast up here in Australia and I got bitten by a tick while we were away. I came home, I had a bullseye rash under one of my breasts and I couldn't wear a bra because it was like really, really sore and I went back to my little GP guy and I said, something bit me. And he goes, when? I said, oh, last month. He goes, how do you feel? So I can feel like something crawling under my skin all the time. I feel like there's bugs or something under my skin and I'm, you know, brain foggy again and, aches and pains and, you know, I just feel worse than I did with cancer because I think you've got Lyme disease. Oh, whoops. My bad, getting bitten by a tick, you know. And just to let listeners know, I'm one of these people. I can be in a room of 50 people. There's one mosquito, it will find me. No one else will get bitten. So I'm a great person at barbecues because if you don't want to get bitten by a mozzie or you know, have a fly land on you or something, they'll find me. You're sweet. You're good. So I got bitten by a tick. But what I am seeing as a trend here in your story, and it's common with so many of us, is we always go back to our guilt on ourselves. Totally. I, that was how I was raised. I was raised, you know, by a family that ran to doctors. It's all your fault. A hundred percent. And that's why when I was hearing your story, I'm like, you are my person because the same thing. My mother is fantastic, but narcissistic too. And in a way it's caused more stress. She's helped me in thousands of ways, 
But still to this day, a lot of stress is added through that. And that guilt compounds that guilt you feel, right? Like guilt of going to the gym for an hour, sometimes leaving my kids, like that haunts you, that hinders you from actually getting success of feeling better and taking care of yourself, right? And we all feel that. We feel like it's the diet or not the diet's problem. It's our problem. We can't lose this weight or we can't become the healthiest version of ourselves. And it's not that case at all. No, it's our problem that we listen to all the people around us. That's where our fault lies. It is. You've got to listen to yourself. But we, we also, I think, feel like, you know, I guess, again, with the diet culture, like this is the one size, this is the way it works, but we're all genetically so different, let alone, right? let alone like our lifestyle, our routine, our jobs, all of those pieces. There's no wonder one size fits all doesn't work for any of us, right? Exactly. I've actually, um, I work with just normally specifically women as such because of our hormones relating with them. It's just, anyway, when I had to create my program, that was one thing I wanted to do. I said, what is all of the other crap that I've done that doesn't work? How can I make that better? How can I look at not just the nutrition piece, the training piece, but the, all the pieces and how can I make it so that anyone can jump in and still be like, okay, I know what my starting point is. I can make progress from here, right? I can, you can customize your own workout routine because again, we're all not going to do the same workouts. We're all not going to work out the same amount of times per week. How can you customize it to make it your own? And how can you take off that pressure of being perfect all the time and that's the only way you're going to make your progress right exactly because exactly within all your challenges you knew you you still had opportunities to make progress but the challenges that you were having like my diabetes it makes it impossible to follow something strictly perfectly to the t Right? That causes us that, You know, there's a saying, perfect is the enemy of good. I like that. That is I, something that you've got to apply. <laughs> I, I say progress over perfection a thousand times over and over. Yeah. yeah. Right? Just because it causes more overwhelm and more harm than it does good. Just like the guilt. We guilt yeah. ourselves because we feel that'll help give us a reason to why it's not working. Or we guilt ourselves because, you know, it's all my fault and it's, you know, I take blame and I'm, you know, stuck by myself. If I blame the diet or I blame somebody else, like we take too much guilt on, I think, sometimes. 100%. Right? So back to the story for a second, right? Because I haven't finished. Your listeners, their heads are spinning, but it's not over yet. Oh, girl. So... You can probably see this fat roll here under my neck. That's actually lymphedema, right? And that started forming. And I'm like, right, I'm recovering from the Lyme now. I'm beating that. This is good. I'm using natural ways of doing it. I've disconnected from the doctors, but I still go to this little doctor because, you know, he's pretty funny. He's cool. And he listens to me. At least he's some sort of like second opinion to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I go to him and I go, look, you know what? Lyme's under control. Got the bacteria numbers down. I think I'm I'm winning. 
I'm winning. What's this going on here? It's lymphedema. He goes, what's lymphedema? I said, funny you mentioned that. One in seven doctors worldwide know what the lymphatic system actually does. I guess you're not one of them. And he goes, right, tell me about it. And I said, well, it's swelling caused by, you know, trapped toxins in fluid that can't escape the body, means there's some damage to the system because we had, like, lymph nodes taken out. I went, yeah, that'll do it. Something else is wrong. I said, I've got a really sore neck all the time. Now, I started seeing a Cairo. And this Cairo, I was actually seeing it for my jaw because I had a TMJ issue. It was clicking, you know, every time I ate, it sounded like something grinding really heavily. And he goes, go and get a spinal X-ray so I can see the alignment of your cervical spine. So I got a spinal X-ray and to my shock, well, I'll get back to the picture in a minute. So I take my spinal X-ray to my doctor, right? I said, so when I had that cancer operation and they told me I had dissolvable, dissolvable sutures in my neck, what they tell you, looks at my file, he goes, oh, they wrote here that they put titanium mesh to seal up the neck. I said, that's not what they told me. And that's not what the picture shows. Let's go to the evidence. So my X-ray showed about 150 staples around my neck, right? Look like, you know, when you give a toddler a stapler and they just go like this, that's what it looked like. So my neck's sore all the time. The doctor rings the Cairo. They have this huge conversation. I'm hearing, hmm, yeah, mm, yeah, someone's going to have to tell her who wants to do it. They're almost like paper, rock, scissors. Who's going to tell me what's happened in my neck? So the Cairo gets a short straw. Doctor says, go and see Cairo. He has to explain this to you. <sighs> Deep breath. Right, I go see the Cairo. Right, you got the short straw? What the hell is happening in my neck? Why am I in pain and why have I got this swelling that won't go away? He goes, well, they told you A, they told him B, and it's actually C. Have a look at the picture. See all these staples? They're actually impinging your nerves. Not only that, but where they've stapled and because it's now, you know, a year and a half later, your, your body has tried to heal. So what it's actually done is it's, called a sten- it's caused a stenosis in your neck. So what that means in layman's terms is the cervical spine is pushed together and the gaps between the vertebrae are not there because they're stapled, right? So my lymphedema is because of what's happening in my neck. My pain is because of what's happening in my neck. Now, at that point, I couldn't even turn my head. I was in that much agony. Your body was staples as a foreign object, yes. Yeah. So my immune system's reacting reacting to this all the time because you've got some metal in your neck, dude. Like that could be a threat. So I've got all of these systems of the body reacting. I've got lymphatic system, I've got the immune, I've got the neural, I've got the skeletal. All these systems are reacting. The cardiovascular is reacting, right? So, right, that explains my pain. That explains my lymphedema. Now what? So after years of... They sure as hell weren't giving you guidance steps for your nutrition and your exercise program after that. No, 
Not once did they say, by the way, we've put, you know, 150 staples in your neck. So doing any, any kind of exercise with your neck could be an issue. Uh-uh. Never anything like that. So, uh, you know, years later of seeing this Kuro every two weeks for pain management, he basically unlocks the stenosis again and goes on your merry way. So I develop hypoxia because my blood's not circulating properly, so oxygen's not circulating properly. So I can go for an 8K walk, as I often do with my younger son, and I'm like, (sighs) I can't breathe. I'm just walking, but I can't breathe because there's no oxygen going around my body, right? And this all stems from one operation that I didn't want to have. Wow. So what do I do every day? Well, I treat myself with herbs. I treat myself with the right foods. I look at what immune type I am. And without making another long story for your poor listeners, they're probably going, she stopped talking. No. (laughs) It's There's five immune types, listeners. <laughs> well, it's also interesting too because this happens to a lot of us. Like we have one thing that happens to us and whether it's a health condition or something comes up and it usually stems out and triples into further conditions. When I was diagnosed, I was 16 years old with type 1 diabetes. It was less than a year after that that I was diagnosed with an underactive thyroid and began medication on that, right? And then- Again, managing all of those, it made it harder to stay healthy because you have to manage your sugars, your, all the pieces. It happens yep. to a lot of us, right? Where it's it one does. ripple that is a challenge that makes it even harder and it, it compounds often. Exactly. And everything's connected, right? So if we look at the immune system, what's the immune system's job? It's to work with every other system of the body. But most of all, it's to keep you safe, right? So if it thinks you are not safe, it reacts. Pathogen, the wrong food type for your immune type, it's going to react. It sees it as a danger. It sees it as a threat. Staples in your neck, it sees it as a threat. It's going to pull strings and make you feel either, you know, 10 feet tall and invincible or like that you should have been buried 10 years ago. It's going to make you feel a certain way, but it's temporary. So it reacts to things, right? So when we we might be, say, a TH2 type and we drink a coffee and all of a sudden we feel like we need to have a sleep. Why? Because your immune system is reacting. Coffee drives a TH2 type. You're already in a TH2 type. So it's not going to want you to stay there. It wants you to go to the opposite direction. So when you have a coffee, you're going to feel awful, right? Our immune system does a lot, and I think a lot of people don't under under understand that, right? If your 100%. system is fighting off something like poor food choices, that it, it reacts as, you know what, this is not real food. This is a processed food from a factory. Well, that's taking your immune system to fight something that it doesn't need to be fighting when really it should be taking care of what it, it needs to be taking care of. Right? 100%. So we talked about toxic medications. Let's, (coughs) excuse me, talk about toxic food, right? Anything synthetic that you are putting in your body is a threat. Yep. Your immune system is still a caveman immune system. You are supposed to eat 
relatively raw. It's okay to cook things in the wintertime, whatever. Hey, I eat cooked food all the time. But you are not supposed to eat something that comes out of, I don't even have any packets here, it comes out of this packet that makes this, you know, this noise when you're opening it and it's bright and colourful in a colour that doesn't come from plants. And a taste doesn't that come is from nature. so supernatural that no whole food matches it. And exactly. what's crazy now in our society is it's not just people are having these foods every now and then. It's like their entire diet is made up with just processed foods, right? One of the key yep. steps in my program is like we had discussed going from that progress to perfection of thinking you have to change everything all at once. It doesn't work. You get overwhelmed, right? But there's still progress that you should be making, right? If you're eating all takeout foods, all processed foods, gradually work towards eating more whole foods, right? Again, I love one of the statements that you had said earlier with regards to the medicine and that we're always trying to like take out things and eliminate. I think that happens often too, when we're trying to become healthy. It's like, I can't eat this. I have to do this. I have to take out all of these things, but you're missing the biggest piece. Your body, even if you're overeating on processed food and crap, you're still not giving it what it actually truly needs. It needs the nutrients. It needs good foods because that is the only way you're going to feel better. That is the only way you're going to feel your freaking best on the inside, let alone us trying to like add workouts and exercise and all that thing, right? Like restricting ourselves never gets us to that place to be able to do that, to feel good enough to be able to do that. Well, that comes back to reductionism. So we think to be healthy, we have to take all this stuff out. No. No. Do you know what? If you've been eating junk food three meals a day, seven days a week, and you go to eating healthy, vibrant, colourful food, you're going to feel like, yeah, insert <laughs> expletive there. Don't do that. Start with one meal a day of fresh food. Let your body become accustomed to it. Let your body get used to it because we're not treating with reductionism. We're treating with holism. We have to let every system of the body work out that this is nutrients and what to do with it because for X amount of years you've been eating junk food and what's happened is these systems of the body have all switched off. They've stopped doing their jobs. You're just existing, right? So if it means stop drinking Coke for, you know, that's the one thing that you take out, then that's the one thing that you take out. It doesn't mean that, you know, you stop eating everything, drinking everything that you were doing because you have to let your body catch up. No, and you'll never be able to stick to it either, 100%. Again, to the first step, that is what I teach because it's like we're all different. If you just look at what could be improved and what could be adjusted, you'll notice like I'm not eating any breakfast. Or I'm not eating enough protein. Well, that's two big goals right there. So why are you trying to take out everything that you're eating? You know, just start with that one or two pieces that makes the really big difference, right? Totally. And instead of just taking things out, put things in. Now, you've seen me sipping on my water. You can't, oh, you might be able to see the colour. It's purple. (laughs) Because I woke up this morning with a bit of a, a red face and a bit sniffy and here in Australia it's the second day, sorry, third day of winter and it happened like 
click your fingers, I can't actually do it, but click your fingers and then all of a sudden it's winter, right? So I woke up this morning and, oh, yeah, my throat's a bit funny and face is a bit red and a bit sniffy. So I've made some elderberry syrup. So in there I've got elderberry tea, I've got honey, a bit of apple cider vinegar, and it's all made into a syrup and I've put it in my water bottle. So I'm adding something in. Am I taking anything out because I woke up a bit scratchy and a bit funny this morning? No. I don't need to take anything out. It's not a reaction to something I'm doing. It's a reaction to the fact that it suddenly got cold. It's that word. listening to the body. A hundred percent. And that matters. It really does. Not reducing and instead of adding. Um, Two things I want to state on there too is like that is powerful, right? Because even... A chocolate chip cookie or junk food, sometimes it's not that you can have it in moderation. You totally can. But even if you just add a protein to that cookie, so say you want to have the cookie, right? And you're you're hungry, you're craving it. Well, you can have the cookie, but if you eat just the cookie, you're probably going to still be hungry. You're probably going to still want another cookie after you eat it. What if you took that cookie threw it on some Greek yogurt, crumbled it up and put some berries in. Now, yes, you're adding more calories, but it's a satisfying meal. So you won't be hungry and dying for 18 more cookies after you eat that bowl, but you still indulged and had a happy balance. Exactly. And in your brain, you can say, I still have the cookie. How good am I? Right. Right. You're still giving your body good foods. Right. Even like I think that's where a lot of the time we get confused. It's the word weight loss. Less is more. Right. It's I have to eat less to lose weight. And really, you're losing weight to become healthier. But they get so confused. Right. If you're eating crap food all day, you don't need to eat less, maybe less calories. But who cares about that? Don't focus on that, right? You but look at the nutrients. So if you're eating exactly. crap food all day, you've put on in heaps of calories, but you haven't put in heaps of nutrients. No, because really, even though you're overeating, your body is still under... Underfed. Exactly. It's not getting the nutrients it actually needed. So again, even though you're overeating, you're actually not giving your body at all what it needs. Okay, so we're talking systems of the body and holism. So if you're eating junk food, and that's the staple of your diet, okay, and no shame or guilt here, listeners, because it's a heck of a lot cheaper than fresh food, especially these days. Don't get me started on governments, but I'm just going to say this is part of the agenda is to make us fat, sick, and unhealthy, okay? Just going to leave it there. They don't want you eating fresh food. (laughs) <laughs> it is. It's, it's I, I, to a degree, right? Like the food, everything is going up in terms of pricing and all of that. And it is making it more challenging to eat healthy, especially fast food is on every corner of every street everywhere. And how cheap is it? Like <laughs> crazy. Yeah. You know, but every system of your body needs nutrients. Yeah. So if we look at holism, you're putting in this. Uh, calorie-dense, nutrient-lacking food, every system, all 13 systems of your body are going, well, what do you want me to do? What the hell is this? What? what? <laughs> you know, I run on fuel. Where's the fuel? Exactly. I've got nothing. Where's, where's the nutrients? I like to use the analogy of Oreos because 
let's be real. We can eat one Oreo, same as the end of the last Oreo in the box. You could still keep eating. It's, it's very easy to eat. But think about comparison that, comparing it to eating a steak or something like that right? The reason we can eat the first Oreo like we can eat the last Oreo is because there is no nutrients in it. Number one, obviously it's it's quicker to eat because it's so processed, but it's number two, your body has no way of telling you to shut off and stop eating it because when you eat, it looks for the nutrients and it's like, well, there's none here. So you might as well keep giving me some more Oreos. Not to mention again, it's made in a factory. It is made for you to want to eat it more. They do that on purpose. But the reason when we eat a steak or a piece of chicken that we don't need to eat 18 chickens is because it has actual nutrients and vitamins that our body needs. So it says, look, I'm getting what I need. I'm almost done. You can stop eating now. So let's look at the Oreo, right? Not only is it not doing anything for you, okay, but it's also actually damaging the planet. So... We are a being. We're treating in holism, not reductionism. We are just one body on the face of the earth. Why are we so important that we can put Oreos in there when they're destroying rainforests in Borneo and Sumatra to plant palm oil plantations, to put palm oil in your Oreo, palm oil that your body doesn't know what it is. It can't break it down. It has no nutrients palm oil that is not only in that Oreo that you're putting in your mouth, but it's also in the petrol that you're putting in your car. It's also in paint thinners. It's also in X, Y, Z. This is a non-natural substance that's put in lots of things. But when it's put in your food, not only does your body not know what to do with it, okay, but you're killing an orangutan when you're putting that Oreo in your mouth. How is that okay? And it's it's cheaper. That's why. It's right? a lot cheaper. It's cheaper. The hell with the rainforest. It doesn't matter. I'm making money. Yeah, I know. Isn't that terrible? And it's a good it perspective to at least know about too, like in the back of your head, you know, that like when I like to use the analogy and especially in my beginning stages a lot was like, like this is going to make me either healthier or it's going to make me unhealthier right? There's not, not often that it's like one or the other. I don't like to use it too much and that it gives you the anxiety or anything like that. But let's be real. If you looked at a piece of chicken and you looked at the Oreos, one's going to make you healthier. One is not. It's because of those ingredients. Like you're stating your body, when it eats it, it's not only is there no nutrients, but it is so foreign, so highly processed, the immune system, your body has to attack it. And our immune system, tying back to that, is so much more powerful than what we think. Immune system, you think, oh, like, you know, you're sick, you get your immune system. But your immune system is also in your gut. So while you're eating all of these Oreos, it is going through your gut, going through it and taking back, like taking rid of, I like to say like sandpaper. It's getting rid of all of the the good gut bacteria that you're supposed to have. And that is why, like you had suggested, it is so much better to take a gradual approach to switching your foods from all processed to whole because you have to give your body time. Your body has to rebuild that gut bacteria that it was missing from you giving it all those processed foods. That takes time. 
So right. talking on the gut, there's another system tied in with the immune system. You've got a digestive system. And why are they tied in? Because your gut is part of your innate immune system. So your first line of defence, the system that you're born with as a baby, your innate immune system, right, in that part of the digestive system, so, yeah, they cross over, you actually have good bacteria, as you said, your microbiome. Now, someone comes to me and says, I can't sleep at night, I'm going to say, what are you eating? What are you doing? Are you walking in the early morning sun? They'll go, why is that important? I can't sleep at night. Give me a pill. Okay, you can't sleep at night because there's bacteria in your gut that make serotonin, right, and they make neurotransmitters to help you think, right, and to help your body react to things. And from that serotonin is made melatonin, and guess what is the hormone that makes you sleep well? Melatonin. Oh, no, I take melatonin as a supplement. (laughs) How's that working for you? Not great, hey. No. Your body doesn't know what to do with it because those bacteria have been wiped out because you're taking antibiotics, you're eating antibiotic-rich food. So that chicken is good if it's not fed antibiotics, right, because then you're ingesting those. So all this stuff you're doing, those Oreos that are destroying your gut lining and the rainforest, you know, they're destroying these bacteria as well. And now you're saying, but I can't sleep, that's my only problem in life. Dude, that's not your only problem in life. (laughs) No, it ties back to our initial conversation of that is your point of pain. That is your point of assessing, but that is not the full picture. That is not the whole picture that you actually need to be looking at. It's the one thing to say, okay, your red flag, you you should be changing other things. I actually just recently, you can still see a few of my scars, have been like having trouble with my hormones. And- I was on a birth control. I had a lot of things that were causing havoc, but it took me being in complete acne and having so much issues on my face for me to say, hmm, I eat sort of healthy. I do this. I had to still say, you know what? Even though I do maybe need this medication to help, that is not the only thing that I will be doing. I will be looking at my diet further. I will be drinking more water. I will be looking at all the picture because one little piece or one little band-aid, it's not the actual thing that's going on. It's it's deep. It's inside us. Yeah. Totally. Right? It's the point totally. of like give you a wake up flag. We all need those sometimes. We don't need as many bricks and challenges like you have had, but I've worked with a lot of women who've had similar stories to you and had time after time another health condition and you know, it's it's very frustrating and as you know, living healthy, maintaining your health is it's hard on its own. When we have these added challenges, it feels impossible. Yep, totally. What do you have in terms of advice for anybody who is going through some health conditions, some health challenges, and they feel like there's no way to get out of it? Like there's no way to even get started and start making progress to feel better. Well, look, do you know what? (laughs) My team actually do a thing called a root cause analysis and it's free. And it's at our website, Holistic Natural Health Australia. 
No, sorry, it's holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. We just changed it recently. No worries. I'm going to put it in the show notes. It'll be in the link, yeah. Yeah. So you can jump on there and book your root cause analysis. So what's going to happen is we're going to send you a 17-page intake form by email, and you're going to go, my doctor has never wanted to know this. Like apart from the size of your undies because we don't need to know that, there's pretty much everything else we do need to know. Right. It's good for people, like I said, who maybe are, they're not, they're not doing well right now with their journey and just need a little bit of boost. Like for the people who are really struggling and not getting help from doctors, you know, and feeling like they're really struggling because I I still work with women one-to-one and I have some clients who I have to like go dig deep, right? You have to, okay, let's look at this piece. Then let's look at this piece. And and often we don't get, if, if we're not having a coach at all, or we're not having no one for support, we feel very lost. Right. So we do this intake form. You fill it out. And we always say, take a couple of days to fill it out. And when you've done it, have a cup of tea, walk away from it and come back to it. Because you're going to remember stuff from when you were three. And I don't think it's important, but I fell over when I was three and I got an infection and it's important. Okay. Everything's important. So then we jump on a call and it's a 45-minute call and we go through what we found. And, you know, it could be that you had a candida infection when you were born because your mum had a UTI when she delivered you. And that could be the reason why you had your tonsils and your appendix out. Hello? What? (laughs) You know, you didn't even know that. You had to ask your mum. And you had to connect the dots. It's it's how anybody to help you do that, it's... It's challenging, like I said, and you feel very, very stuck. Exactly. So when we go through this root cause analysis, we're not going to sell you a program. In fact, more often than not, we go, look, here's some answers. Nice meeting you. I hope you are doing well on your health journey, but, you know, we haven't got anything to offer you. But we may say, yeah, we have our holistic approach reset that we can offer you. And it's not like we're going to upsell you to the most expensive thing. We have eight, 12, and 25 session packs. And you are going to be offered, if you're offered one, the one that suits you. Because everyone's different. I can't believe it. Yeah. (laughs) But I love that you took your own struggles and you not only researched them, but found the solutions for yourself, but are now sharing them with others too. The the intake, yes, it's 17 pages, but you wish that your first doctor did that to you and you didn't have to go to eight yeah. doctors to get those papers and done for yourself. That is the same exactly. thing I created my program, right? Since yeah. I have been 16 years old, I've been struggling to live a healthy lifestyle and just maintain my weight and keep up with everything right? I wanted to still be able to play sports, live my day to day without feeling like my daily life was disrupted, right? So I actually just recently finished my program, took everything I had been learning from all my one-to-one clients. And I was like, God, I got to help more people, right? There's no way I can't share what I have learned, what I have gone through, the pain, all the errors and mistakes that I've learned and share it with other people too, Right. Totally. Took me, it took me a while because the one-to-one, there's nothing that beats it. But again, there's the customization piece, right? Again, we're all different levels. Some people need to work out at home. Others prefer the gym. We're all different. So totally. 
in my program, I just tell you a little bit about it. Um, it's called Beyond the Scale Academy. So it's a five-step program, but you can just work on one step if you want to. You can work on all of them all at once. Either one, it takes it in as your approach gradually and leads to progress no matter what. Beyond the scale. Fantastic. Right? So in the, the link, we in the show notes for this podcast episode, we'll have link to my my program, I'm going to even include a free masterclass. I'm going to have a link to get that intake form and the free consult call from you so that everybody can have everything they need if they're, they're feeling stuck right now. But right. And if you are feeling stuck, listeners, do the Beyond the Scale program. Do your root cause analysis with, with my team and we can work it in together. You don't have to go, I'm doing this so I can't do that. No, 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 no. Especially if you're using holism, treat your body as a whole. Yes, especially like you said, if you're struggling, like why not have all the tools? Why not have, you know, take one piece from this? Like you're going to learn more about yourself the more you dig into it, the more you do learn about yourself, the more you seek help, right? A lot of the times, and if we took anything from this episode at all, you have to take your health into your own hands. It is your, yes. Yes, it is your responsibility. So long I have blamed my diabetes. I have used it for an excuse. I've let it slow me down. But guess what? It is what it is. I got it for the rest of my life. I had to figure out and I just have to deal with the fact that it's in my control. Right? If I want to yep. feel my best, if I want to be my healthiest version of myself, I have to take care of myself. And sometimes that requires us seeking help. Totally. At least, totally. at least doing our research and seeking some sort of steps, action steps to keep moving forward. Right? 100%. Yeah. Thank you so much for finally, for giving me your time, for meeting you. I'm, this was an incredible episode for how an hour went by so quickly. I have no idea. I, I just looked at the clock. <laughs> it was a very enjoyable conversation. It was really nice getting to know you and knowing, getting to know your story. Um, Thanks for having me. And listeners, please don't use reductionism. Use holism. You're so much more than that, right? You have this. It's in your hands. Just, just get started because we're never going to feel ready. We're never going to have a perfect time but you just got to start. The perfect time is now. 100%. Thank you so much. It was so nice. Thank you. you.